Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. the sound of rock cracking you listen to doc holiday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net i'm your host dr ed holiday and merry christmas this is our christmas show we got it packed full because wow there was some rock splitting politics going on last week we don't see it very often in the history of our country but the president of the united states donald john trump was impeached by the U.S. House of Representatives, by Democrats only voting. The Republicans voted no, but now we found out Donald Trump may not be impeached after all. So is it Merry Christmas for the far left because Trump's impeached? Or is it Merry Christmas for most of the nation because a president who's doing so well for the country did not really get impeached? We heard the vote. We saw the vote. And... They got the majority, so the House impeached, correct? Well, not so fast, says who? Says one of the Democrat witnesses, a law professor, and he was a witness for the Democrats in that uh, hearing they had, in the judiciary hearing for the, uh, for the House of Representatives. And I'm telling you, this is where, who's going to be Merry Christmas? <laughs> Well, maybe it'll be for everyone, but we're we're going to play a clip. It's a little bit long. I'm going to play it in just a minute. Before I do that, let me remind you that we do have a great show that's going to go beyond if President Trump was impeached or not, because we got uh got some things to look at. John Brennan, who was he, the former CIA uh, uh, head of the CIA under Barack Obama, and he is the guy you remember who voted for a communist for president back in the 70s and became the head of the CIA. Now, how did that happen? But I will tell you, we got something from the uh, Tucker Carlson show, a little clip uh, talking about now just what did John Brennan know? Did he commit perjury? And we also got a clip with uh, talking about the uh, James Comey, the former FBI director who may be saying things that are not correct and a little clip with attorney general Barr from the fox news cavuto show so we got some interesting things coming up and i have some thoughts that i'm going to say about uh, the impeachment of donald trump if it was truly an impeachment uh, so i'll i'll be talking about that and just after i play this clip before I play that clip, I gotta play a special clip just for you. Everybody listen to this show. Take a listen. Dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh. Over the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing and sleigh song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. 
Well, we had to have some Christmas jingle right there, jingle bells, because even though the president of the United States was voted to be impeached, and we're waiting to see if Nancy Pelosi will deliver those over to the Senate, and that's what we're going to talk about and listen to a clip here in just a minute. But you have to admit, in the United States of America, where we have people of all different religions, there's something about the federal holiday Christmas that brings America to a cheerful celebration in homes, at offices, factories. There's a time of giving, of cheer, and some people go, oh, I'm tired of it. Oh, I don't want to participate. But there's something about Christmas holidays, and some people just say happy holidays. Uh, but I have to say Merry Christmas, even if you don't belong to the Christian religion. Merry Christmas is a is just a an expression of cheer for this time of year and I do want you to know I mean Merry Christmas even though President Donald John Trump was impeached it's Merry Christmas I've heard the president say it I've heard others say it I'm going to say it Merry Christmas to all and even the democrats even the far left who impeached I think one of the best presidents we've seen in our lifetime, if not the best, we're looking at something that's very phenomenal, and we'll see how he reacts and comes through this impeachment process as we hit 2020 and the re-election starts, the uh, campaign for re-election of President Donald John Trump, and we will just see how this proceeds. But I still say Merry Christmas to all in america even a socialist even bernie sanders merry christmas bernie sanders merry christmas to all the democrats maybe more people listen to my show to listen to the democrat debate and uh and they'd be better for it i believe so merry christmas to all now why we do we title this the president trump was impeached question mark maybe not Merry Christmas. And the reason I entitled the show that way is because just when you thought the president was impeached, Nancy Pelosi was trying to do some kind of fast one. She wants to control the process, not only in the House where it was very unfair. She wants to control the process in the Senate. She's the Speaker of the House. She does have majority rule, and she that's why she made it so unfair in the process, which was not done like any other impeachment, very unfair, and the Republicans can tell you how horrible it was that she ran shotgun over them, but she had majority rule. The Republicans had a majority in the Senate. Mitch McConnell was one of those. He's leading the Senate. He's a Republican. And Nancy Pelosi wants to wait to hand off the articles of impeachment until she can ensure, she says, quote, a fair process. Well, <laughs> if he didn't get a fair process under the Democrats in the House, then why is she trying to rule, uh, trying to control the Senate? I think Mitch McConnell is smart on that. We'll wait and see. We'll follow that this week. But I do want to play this clip about the president. And the voting for impeachment, does it need more than that to become a real impeachment? Well, take a listen to this right off uh, uh, Fox News right here. Take a listen. 
Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell slamming Nancy Pelosi and other House Democrats for delaying the delivery of their articles of impeachment. Listen. Here's where we are, Mr. President. We have the curious situation where following House Democrats' rush to impeachment, following weeks of pronouncements about the urgency of the situation, urgent situation, the prosecutors appear to have developed cold feet. And now in a strange twist of fate, Harvard law professor Noah Feldman, a witness for the Democrats during the impeachment inquiry, is suggesting that the president has not yet been impeached at all, telling Bloomberg, quote, if the House does not communicate its impeachment to the Senate, it hasn't actually impeached the president. If the articles aren't transmitted, Trump could legitimately say he wasn't truly impeached at all. Remember, this is from somebody who was with the Democrats. House Judiciary Committee member Ben Klein joining us now. So, Congressman, has the president been impeached? You know, it's a great question, and I read the Bloomberg editorial, and just when you think it can't get any stranger, you know, Nancy Pelosi threw all those moderates in Trump districts, those moderate Democrats, she threw them under the bus, and now she's just dragging them down the street. They are along for the ride, whether they like it or not, and when she says she wants to play this out for political purposes, it just shows you how weak their case is and how, uh, really, it is being abused. The Constitution is being abused for political purposes. But I want to press you on this point. Do you think the president has been impeached or will that not happen until the Senate picks up the trial? I think for a when you have a bill and it is passed, uh, it is has to be conveyed to the Senate for its process in the House to be complete. So under that scenario, the articles of impeachment do need to be communicated to the Senate uh, for the House action to be completed and the Senate action to begin. So I would argue it's incomplete at this point. Congressman, some would argue that in the court of public opinion, the president has been impeached by the House. Nobody expected the Senate to remove him. Uh, So Nancy Pelosi's uh, stall tactic here would be an effort not to give the Senate an opportunity to have its trial, which she has said would be unfair, um, and basically would uh, detract from the process and the fairness of it all. But really, at the end of the day, it's just about having the last word. Right. And, you know, in the House, the speaker has the majority rule. And so she dictates what's going to happen. And here she's trying to dictate to the Senate what should happen or what she believes should happen. And she's realizing that her commands and her insistence stops uh, where the House ends. And Mitch McConnell is not going to have any of it. He's uh, going to run the show his way. And she's going to come under enormous pressure from her moderates in Trump districts uh, to hurry up this process because they want to get on to the business of reelection. Gary? Uh, hey, uh, Congress, Congressman Gary Smith, thanks for being on the show. Uh, t- uh, just a couple questions. You mentioned that the House has, pre- has to present the articles of impeachment to the Senate. I understand that. My first question, is there any timeline or time frame that this has to be done? And two, once it is done, the Senate, I, I'm, and I guess this is a part of a question, can run the quote-unquote trial any way they, they deem fit. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. And the Senate operates under its own rules. Uh, they're sticklers for the rules. And so they are going to trying to operate under past procedures for uh, the rules for impeachment of Bill Clinton. That's what Mitch McConnell proposed. Schumer is trying to blow those apart 
to uh, tilt those in the Democrats' favor, and McConnell's not having any of it. So it's likely that Schumer will come back to the table, and they'll have to agree to the Clinton rules to proceed. But then you know they can change them anytime they want. So if a couple of Republicans decide they want to join with the Democrat senators and change the rules up, uh, they can. But hopefully we can get this process over with and get on to the business of the people, because this is really just becoming a charade and a, and a sideshow distraction. Congressman Jonas Ferris, I, I just don't understand where they're going with this, don't you? Are you guys at all worried that there's some smoking gun they're withholding, where they're just setting you up, where you all say one thing, they're like, aha, and look at what we have here, because it seems like if she just sent it over for a quick rejection, she could have spun a story about a kangaroo court in the Senate. But what's the game here? Are you worried at all? Uh, no, we're not worried at all. The uh, evidence did not show evidence. There was no evidence of high crimes or misdemeanors that were committed, that were presented to the Judiciary Committee. Uh, we're optimistic that once the Senate gets the case, that uh, the president will be exonerated and we can get on with the business of the people. You know, Nancy Pelosi had to hurry this along before Christmas, not because of Iowa caucuses or anything like that. It's because her moderates uh, were still in their primary filing periods. And so if they didn't vote for impeachment, they would have gotten a primary opponent. And that's why she rushed it, because that's, they knew they had to vote yes, or else they would have had a Democrat running against them in the primary come January. Congressman, we just got a tweet from the president. You knew this was going to happen. It happens a lot during the <laughs> course of our before. program. Uh, and I just want to read it and get your impression. Uh, he says, Nancy Pelosi is looking for a quid pro quo with the Senate. Why aren't we impeaching her? What do you think of that? Well, I think that she is looking for some kind of deal with the Senate that uh, she's realizing she can't get. Uh, her power stops where the House ends, and Mitch McConnell is uh, going to respectfully uh, make sure that he does it his way and not let Nancy push him around. We've got to leave it at that, I'm afraid. Congressman Ben Klein, good to see you, sir. Thank you. And that was Congressman... Uh, Klein from Virginia talking to Fox News panel. And uh, so is President Trump impeached? Until the articles come over to the Senate, then maybe he's not impeached. And, of course, everybody said, well, you know he's not going to be thrown out of office by the Senate. So why did the House go through it? Well, they went through it because they wanted to make sure that Donald Trump's name would always be forever emblazoned in history as being one of the three presidents ever impeached. But now we have to look at it. if Pelosi will not bring those articles over, and is there a time limit? Who knows? But if she doesn't bring the articles over, then technically he's not impeached. Well, we'll, we'll let the scholars and the law professors duke it out, and we'll listen to Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Senate, and see what he says. But it's interesting to say, say that President Trump may not be impeached maybe it's not maybe it's merry christmas we just wanted to rattle your cage mr president history won't show you as being impeached <laughs> we don't know and if he's not impeached that's going to enrage the left correct <laughs> well <laughs> it's uh that's around christmas time some things can go crazy because what else well they voted on a budget they voted on a space force a lot of things contained in that budget that we nobody had time to talk about iron out that's the one thing i don't like about congress waiting at the very end and throwing out a huge budget and, and you can't nobody has time to read what uh, they've put in there so i hope 
this is something that uh, we can get Trump reelected, reelected, and then start working more on the budget and have more control over that. But I will say this: as far as uh, uh, what what the Democrats did, they held the USMCA, USMCA, the the new deal between Mexico, United States, and Canada that would replace NAFTA. It's been waiting for Nancy Pelosi for a year. And yet she held it up because she wanted to make sure that the impeachment was the last thing that the House did. And then she can say she actually did something for the American people. But she's hurt the American economy and the American people by holding it to the end of the year. Think about how many jobs could already be in the process because of this trade agreement if it had been done at first of the year, which it should have been. And she'll say, oh, it wasn't a good agreement until we made it good. Oh, come on, Nancy. Come on. You know, Americans have a brain, and you are you are just really, after what you did with the impeachment, the unfair process, and you expect people to believe what you had to say after so many Democrats promised there was Russian collusion, including Adam Schiff said he had the evidence and it's never been seen. He doesn't have it. He's a complete liar, which he showed time after time. Well, <laughs> yeah, I just have to say, come on, Nancy. The American people aren't going to believe. If this is what the Democrat leaders are saying, then maybe the American people will be through with the liberal press and the Democratic Party. Just go ahead and turn socialist and see how far you go. Now, for saying all that, let me remind you, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We've been talking about, is President Trump impeached or not? If the articles of impeachment never make it over to the Senate side. And we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. But in the second half of the show, we got, we got a couple of clips about John Brennan, former CIA director under President Obama. We got a clip there and another clip that uh, talks about James Comey and the present Attorney General uh, Barr. And so just uh, wait on the second half of this show. It just keeps on going. Got some great clips. I wish we could do some more Merry Christmas songs. i tell you what, we'll do one more little Merry uh, Christmas tune from Whitney Houston. And then before I do that, let me remind you, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you listening, and we remind you, we grow because you tell your friends and neighbors about Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, so send out the links and go to our Facebook page and like us. It's Doc, Dr. Ed Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, our Facebook page. We put some things on throughout the week that uh, we don't have time to get on the show, and we appreciate you going in and liking that page. So, uh, one other thing I want to tell you, don't forget to go back the last two weeks. We had author Daphne Barak on, and uh, what an incredible interview and some insights. You're not going to hear anywhere else, but right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting uh, Politics. She's got a book out called To Plea or Not to Plea. It's the story about Rick Gates and some interesting insight to President Trump and his wife Melania. So, and go back and listen to her interviews and uh, pick up her book. You'll be glad you did. And now, a little Merry Christmas music from Whitney Houston, and then we'll get into the second half of the show. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let us 
Once again, I just want to say, don't get so caught up in politics. Even when the President of the United States is impeached, I'm upset about it too. But in this season of peace and goodwill to all men and women, let me just say, don't forget, just like Whitney Houston, we've heard her sing, Joy to the World. And there is joy in this world. We can talk about politics and be disgusted and some of the things that are going on. But don't forget to take some time and help somebody. Take some time. Be kind to those around you. Be kind to your family. And as you give gifts, give gifts from your heart. You can give some smiles. You can give a little understanding. You can help people who have wounded hearts. Words that have wounded people. So go out there and make yourself a merry little Christmas. And as far as rock splitting politics, something you might not have heard, you need to know about former CIA director John Brennan. And I'm hoping that uh, we're going to find out more about him from John Durham. But he's the special prosecutor, he's looking at some crimes, actually. So uh, let's take a listen to this clip from Tucker Carlson's. Uh, Fox News show. Well, for years after the 2016 election, former Obama CIA chief John Brennan was unambiguous. Interview after interview, he told us the Steele dossier played no role in the CIA's intelligence assessment of Russian interference in the 2016 election. Brennan, by the way, told Congress this under oath. Now the IG report indicates he was lying. Lying. Brennan's statements have attracted the interest of U.S. Attorney John Durham. John Kirk, who is interested in what he said because he's a former CIA officer and a whistleblower who went to jail for doing less than John Brennan apparently has done. Um, and what about that point, John? Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. But you, as someone whose life was turned completely upside down, was kind of destroyed for a while, um, see a guy like Brennan just committing perjury in public and nobody cares, how does that make you feel? That seems to be uh, what we're seeing now. If the New York Times is to be believed, uh, John Brennan was saying one thing on Capitol Hill and on MSNBC, where he's now a paid talking head, and saying another thing internally to his own people and Jim Comey, who was FBI director at the time. So we know that, uh, that John Durham, the U.S. attorney in, uh, for the state of Connecticut who's doing this investigation, has now asked for and will receive uh, call logs. Uh, from John Brennan, emails from John Brennan during the time that he was the CIA director, as well as contemporaneous notes that Brennan took when he was meeting with these other leaders. So what are we looking at here? Are we looking at uh, one of these or, or many of these process uh, crimes, making a false statement, perjury, conspiracy? That seems to be what, uh, what John Durham is thinking of. And just a couple of weeks ago, Tucker, John Durham said that uh, his... Investigation is not an inquiry. It's an investigation, and it's a criminal one. Brennan would have had to have known this, correct? I mean, he was at the very center of this. For him to say confidently the Steele dossier played no role in the FISA warrants, like just common sense tells you he would likely have known that to be untrue when he said it. Absolutely. Just like he would have known that, that the Steele dossier began as opposition research. Uh, but he wasn't honest about that, and neither was Jim Comey. 
We know that they lied to the FISA court. We know that they lied multiple times to the FISA court in order to renew the, the warrant against Carter Page. You know, I think that at that level, with everything being classified and with their arrogance at the same time, I think that they think they can just get away with it, that the truth isn't going to come out at the end. And now it looks like it will it's, come out. It's, you know, I want to, because I love the country and I spent my life here, I want to believe in our justice system. But, you know, you see Roger Stone facing, in effect, life in prison. That's right. Overlying about much less. You see the whistleblower venerated as a Christ figure. You're a, right. like a legitimate whistleblower and you went to jail. Mm -hmm. And you got to sort of wonder, like, actually, is this on the level? I'm sorry to say it. Well, I was talking about this with my children the other day, uh, and they, they asked essentially the same question. And I said, you know, when I was growing up, I just always assumed that adults were, were smarter than kids and that adults were fair because they were adults. And we've all come to realize that that's just simply not true. People have political axes to grind. Sometimes karma is a real thing, and sometimes there is justice in the end. Perhaps this will be one of those I times. think, and I have no inside information, unlike John Brennan. I don't have a top-secret security clearance. Uh, but I think karma's coming for him. It's coming. I think that's Well, so you heard that? Is uh, karma coming after John Brennan? We'll have to wait and see. Also... Uh, got a clip from James Comey that uh, didn't seem to be too worried that he went real close to this process, didn't know how bad it was, didn't know as bad as going on. But uh, Attorney General Barr had something to say about that. So let me play that for you right here. Take a listen to this clip. As a director sitting on top of an organization of 38,000 people, you can't run an investigation that's seven layers below you. You have to leave it to the career professionals to do. Do you believe that? No. Uh, I think that the one of the problems with what happened was precisely that they pulled the investigation up to the executive floors and it was run uh, and bird dogged by a very small group of very high level officials. And the idea that this was seven layers below him is simply not true. And now to add fuel to the legal fire on this whole issue of how an investigation started in the first place, you have the uh, FISA presiding judge demanding the FBI answer more questions over surveillance warrants and anything linked to uh, initially tracking Carter Page. Remember him, the former acting attorney general of the United States, Matthew Whitaker, with us right now. You know, the more time goes by, uh, Matthew, the more you know, kinks we become aware of, uh, where you begin to wonder what was going on and who was leading the charge. What do you think? Well, there's several things that, that this causes uh, me to think about. One is, is that the FISA report did not just say that the FBI was clumsy or somehow just made, you know, mistakes. These were, these were acts, possibly intentional. We know at least one case by the FBI lawyer who changed uh, a fact that that was an intentional act. And then I also am reminded sort of one of the things when I became acting attorney general that I really tried to implement at DOJ, and that was to follow regular order, where investigations are handled at the appropriate levels like they always are. And anytime the executives um, in the fifth floor at DOJ or on the seventh floor at the FBI get involved in a meaningful way in investigations, they, it always turns out to burn them in the end. And I think, you know, this story is not over yet. Not only do we have Durham, um, still, but but I think this this FISA court is really looking for answers and is very suspicious now 
of what the FBI is doing in these uh, well, could you help me with that, Matt? I'm not a lawyer. You're a good one, and I'm, I'm just wondering. You know, when Comey, when he was appreciate your confidence. Well, well, it's true, but but I mean, what, apparently getting a FISA warrant isn't that difficult. I've heard some say, you know, better than 99 percent of the time they're granted. Yet James Comey, in his discussion yeah. with Chris Wallace, said it's very difficult to get. Um, educate me here. Which is it? Well, so there's no uh, op opposing party in a FISA warrant application, um, but the, the rules are written and the court expects that the FBI not only provides the probable cause to get the warrant, but to also provide exculpatory information or facts that would cut to the opposite direction and, uh, in not allowing the warrant. They do almost always get these warrants because they are supposed to be so um, so high, such a, at such a high standard uh, that all of the information is accurate and has been completely. So you don't believe they were case, just sloppy. You, you don't believe they were just sloppy here. They were deliberately so to push an agenda, even though the Inspector General Horowitz says I, that was not the case. What Inspector General Horowitz said was that he could, did not find any evidence, uh, right. either testimonial or written, that suggested that these were. Uh, in bad faith or, or were politically right. motivated. Right. We, we've also heard the Attorney General Barr say that he can't rule out bad faith as of yet, and okay. I, I'm going to wait until Durham comes back. But these, to, to me, some of these look like intentional acts. All right, fair enough. Uh, Matthew, what? Hey, did you hear that? Over and over, we're hearing people say, we're just waiting to hear what John Durham has to say. John Durham has to say. John Durham has to say. Let's wait and hear. Well, <laughs> Inquiring minds are wanting to know what Jer D John Durham has to say. And we want to know right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. So I don't think we're going to hear anything before the end of the year. But I guarantee you one thing. I want everybody on earth to have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we will be seeing you very soon. We're going to get to you for next week. We still got uh, a, a couple of days before the New Year starts. And we'll look at some year-end shows and 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 just uh, wrap up a good year 2019 good because rocks were splitting all over the place up and down and cracking and opening and and things you didn't think would happen happened and ig report came out impeachment we had uh, the Mueller report came out it was chopped full and it's okay if you're a little bit dizzy or if you got knocked in the head by a big rock rolling down the, the mountainside of the rubble of mess that uh, the Democrats have piled up. And so let me just say right now, you have yourself a merry little Christmas, and we'll see you on the other side of the Christmas season and just before the new year. See you next week. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.